Hello and welcome back to the Comics Matter podcast. I'm your host Jesse, and with me today is uh, my good friend and our special guest for today, Brett Downward. How are you, Brett? Doing pretty good. Brett, what is the last comic you read? Uh, I'm assuming today. Today, uh, Kiss Psycho Circus number thirty-one, the last one of the run. Do you? Uh, I saw that. Okay, so for everybody who doesn't know, I'm gonna explain this real fast. Me and Brett met through a comic book group on Facebook called Comic Comic Lovers. Really nice group, really good people in the group. I think I have somehow been in the graces enough to become a moderator on there for some reason. But yeah, it's just, it's really good people. And Brett, I saw that you posted that you got these comics, the Kiss comics. Do you have all of the Kiss comics, or is this just the specific series? Just that series right now. Um, I like the band well enough, but I don't know. Yeah. I know that Kiss Psycho Circus, the album, because I grew up with that one. Yeah. Um, and I, Spawn was like the first book I got into because I could get number one. Um, so Todd McFarlane uh, produced that book, and I like the style of art and stuff. Uh, the stories are pretty good. I mean, it's not the greatest thing, but yeah. they're fun. It's one of those things where, I, like, Kiss is one of those groups and I, I feel like there's a few like celebrities or series where they just get the, like the the weirdest situations in comics i think currently mars attacks is one of those where mars attacks literally everything currently in comics no they did that back in when the movie came out or right after because tops had them yeah they did a bunch well tops and image i think yeah now currently dynamite's doing them it was like i think currently it's mars attacks red Cillian, and it's like how, how does that even work in and that's comic books right yeah i mean as long as it's fun yeah and it's john Lehman, so he he writes fun books uh brett so you listen to the show regularly so you know kind of know the format of everything so let's drill all the way back to like where was your first comic what was the first comic you got and read i don't know the first i mean i remember my dad going through what he had left because his mother he went to college and she sold it Mm -hmm. um and he had a lot of Silver Age DC Batman and stuff, but there was a Batman one. It was, you know, the case files of Batman. So it was some reprint stories. Mm-hmm. And I, I, it was, I was too young and I couldn't read, but flipping through it. And my dad liked comics. My brother, we all got into it. Um, but when I really got into it was probably Spawn number one, because I could start at issue one. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'd go to the one bookstore that was next to my grandmother's hair place and it was just a grocery bag full of books that were beat up yeah and we'd pick out a few but i never really read them i just looked through them Mm -hmm. and even if i read them i was probably more confused because halfway through stories and stuff um but so probably spawn and the image stuff kind of because i could get on that and then the x-men is the cartoon yeah with uh with spawn that was that was that early 90s or is that late 90s i never can remember early 90 okay um and were you like going to the comic book store regularly trying to pick up every issue of spawn um not i could whatever i could get up to the shop um because it was a little bit of ways mm-hmm. i could ride my bike kind of um it wasn't until i think 95 the shop opened up that was closer to me that was like my home store yeah i kind of lived that at one point, because I played Magic the Gathering and everything there. I mean, we even, me and my buddies, we'd skip out of um, uh, tech school 
mm-hmm. or, um, and the, the owner was on the school board. He's like, what are you doing? It's like, we're making you money. Um, and with Spawn, number one, was that the start of you collecting or did you like not really catch the collecting bug until later? Um, that was probably when I caught the bug is just seeing more continuity mm-hmm. like thing happen. Even in Wildcats, I remember <clears throat> a random person gets shot in the knee or something in one issue. And then like 10 issues later, they are revealed with somebody that's going to be after the Wildcats. And they're yeah. like, my knees never felt the same. Like stupid little, there was the Morbius comic. He bit somebody and then it became his son. Yeah. And it like blew my young child mind. I was like, what? This can all connect? It It's so wild to see like how quickly too, like a collection can start building when you're buying series and you start finding new connections and stories that you love. Um, it, people can't, well, will not see this really because it will be an audio thing, but. Brett probably has the second largest collection that I I know someone personally has because I know Bob. We know we both know Bob, and he literally has the Guinness World Record for a personal collection. Yeah, he he'll post crazy stuff and ask me if I have it. Like, no, never even heard of it. Yeah, but I mean, I think you literally have the second biggest collection I've ever seen of just books everywhere. Uh, maybe. I mean, I know there's people I've seen posts online that have more, but I don't know. I mean, I've only read half of them so far. It's a never-ending battle. Yeah, no, I'm I'm starting to face the same thing where I'm like, I want to collect this series, but I don't want to read them until I have them all. But yeah, I just never kinda, get them all. Yeah, that's kind of what I try to do, more or less. How how do you how do you live with such a collection? Do you do you find yourself uh, like spending afternoons just going through it and organizing it and losing yourself for a while? Uh, sometimes, I mean, usually cataloging, usually watching TV, yeah, shows and stuff, bagging and boarding. Um, Usually once a year, I integrate all the new stuff into the collection, and that's usually like a two or three day process mm-hmm. of rotating everything. And I mean, it could be shorter, but I I look through stuff and see it and shiny objects. Yeah, so, no, I, that when I when I had to reorganize my entire collection uh, last year, I think I caught myself so many times just stopping and reading like a series. Now I'm like, I I don't have enough time. I need to get through this. I mean, even before I started, I collected like the X-Men and I waited until I got a few, but mm-hmm. I would look at the covers and just see, oh, they did the lettering in the back of the X yellow and this one's blue and just studying them almost until I had enough. And then I started to read them. And then you get the cliff notes. Or yeah. The, it's read this. Oh, now I got to find that. Yeah. And I always, and that's what I love about the group so much, especially like you and uh, Patrick and, um, uh, Raul will always post these series that I just never heard of because you guys are older than me. So you guys will post something and I'll be like, oh, that sounds right up my alley. Let me see when there's next comic sales. Let me write this down so I can see if I can grab as many as I can. Well, and that's funny because, I mean, you're younger and the younger people post different things. Like I, I'll get in a rut. And there's a lot of new writers and stuff. I can't remember their names mm-hmm. or whatnot because I'm used to all the people I grew up with. But I get in this stuff and I try sometimes I got to put blinders on because there's so much out there. It's like, okay, maybe get that later. Focus on the stuff you get. Yeah, I want to say it it, it was because of one of your posts is the reason I started collecting the uh, uh, DeMathis, Dr. Fate. And I'm waiting until I have all of those until I read through those. Yeah, I I haven't read those yet, but anything DeMathis. Yeah. 
There's also a Spectre series, I think, one someone posted that I all want to oh, grab. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I read those. Those are excellent. Yeah. It's just, there's a lot of 90s books I think people kind of forget about that are still really good. And people kind of think, think of the popcorn books in the 90s more than anything. Yeah, but it's like, uh, I mean, I've been around a little bit, so I've seen the ebbs and flow and I've seen like, oh, this is big. And then like nowadays, like barely no one remembers it. It's like, wow, yeah. that, was, that was huge back then. Mm-hmm. But it, I mean... It's like the the Grant Morrison GLA. I feel like if you talk to any like new comic fan, unless they already just kind of know Grant Morrison, no one knows what that's about. No yeah, one, yeah. no one talk about. It, but that thing literally changed the entire comic book history by yeah. that, having that book. No, I have a poster hanging on my filing cabinet, and it's at yeah. one point it'll be on the spinner rack again. Yeah, the first issue. Uh, so the the main focus of the show, of course, and the, the always the the topic that I that is the the main topic is what is some of the most important books to you and why? Um, probably stuff from the nineties, the X-Men. I love the complex continuity, but um, Age of Apocalypse is probably one of my favorites. Um, the one I brought to talk about mainly today was Onslaught mm-hmm. to maybe defend it. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, it, I mean, it has its ups and downs. I mean, I, I tend to, even when I reread things, I can put my child glasses back on and still enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can sit back and look at things technically and be like, yeah, that's not right. That's, but I, I try to just think of the positive when I reread things. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I think a lot of good stuff came from Onslaught. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if, I mean, I guess the common thought his onslaught was wasn't that good well but what what exactly was the plot of onslaught because when it comes to x-men <laughs> my knowledge is so little because it's so vast it is um it's mainly in x-men 25 professor xavier he mind wipes um magneto and part of magneto's evil came into professor xavier and they mingled together and created onslaught mm-hmm. and he wanted to take over the world he uh did the restart or started a sentinel program that was in the works i think it was wide awake it was called yeah so it had sentinels come out um so yeah i can't remember he just wanted to take over rule i, I mean pretty generic but it, to me like some things nowadays though um realm of the king and stuff they have miniseries instead of interrupting the titles, mm-hmm. which is cool if you're reading the titles, but it the event doesn't seem as urgent. Yeah, like Onslaught, it tied in with like everything across the board. I think Ghost Rider was one of the few that it didn't, mm-hmm. a handful of others, but so it seemed more important in a way. Yeah. Um, but out of this, you had Thunderbolts, which I haven't read the whole run, but of what I've read and I mean, it seems universally loved. Yeah, and, and like that that whole line of Thunderbolts has stuck around for so long. Yeah, um, and then I even love the Heroes uh, Reborn. Mm-hmm. Because I, the image art and stuff. And granted, the stories aren't as good and stuff, but that was, again, another issue one that I could get. Yeah. But through the X-Men, it led me into start getting the Avengers and uh, Iron Man, Cap, 
and then after that you had heroes return yeah and that led had, to um, the Busick avengers right and so yeah. like that's my quintessential avengers team yeah like i don't think we'll ever get that again but that's fine we can keep i mean i wouldn't want to redo the same thing yeah and even music himself said like i think recently people were asking questions but i was like i did too much in that avengers run that was too much for one writer to try to pull off <laughs> but it's yeah. like he did it he did the best anybody could probably do yeah no that was i mean you had wade coming back on captain america Bruce yeah he was also doing iron man and uh oh gosh or dan uh, jurgens dan i was about to say and wasn't it ramia jr doing the art um no it was uh chen um or uh uh oh i can't remember his name i just, I just remember people talking about that thor though is very much like back to the um now I can't remember the the old Thor writer's name that's so famous. Walt oh, Simonson. Yeah, the Simonson type of Thor, where it's more godlike and Asgardian, and focused on that a bit. Yeah, I read the like from issue twenty five of that almost to the end with Dan Jurgens. I really enjoyed that. I still have to read like the mm-hmm. first part of that. So what's what's the what's the thing about onslaught though as a story in itself? Other than not what it really le- leads to, but what story about itself that you keep coming back to and you focus on? Um, it just everything how it builds up and everything. Like I said, it crosses over everything. I mean, there's a part where cable in cable issue thirty seven, thirty eight, maybe could be wrong. Um where he has to use his psychic powers mm-hmm. outside of himself and it's weakening him so the Technorganic virus is taking a hold of him. And I mean, I was probably 15, 16 when it came out. So it was like, well, could this be the end of him? I wasn't, I wasn't jaded. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, and, and like that, that whole thing, like the idea of being jaded with like a character death and uh, especially now, I feel like everybody's definitely jaded. Like the X-Men kind of make fun of it in some ways now because of how oh, they can yeah. bring people back. But uh, I'm trying to remember what my first character death was. And I think... I think you said Blue Beetle and the one... Um... Oh yeah, the, the first episode, I think like the real... Yeah, that was the first real big death for me was Blue Beetle and uh, Countdown, Infinite Crisis. And then you read Infinite Crisis and then all of those deaths because they didn't pull a lot of punches. They killed a lot of characters off. They killed off like the entire um, Freedom Fighters in like the first issue, I think. Um, yes, I'm like, yeah, and it's, so it's like, at the time, those deaths feel so impactful and important. But I think that's why they kind of stop killing people off in big crossovers nowadays because it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> yeah, I just try to take each story or each era, yeah, as it is, and just take it for what it is. I mean, I, I fanboyed. I quit getting Amazing Spider-Man for a couple months when they brought back Doctor Octopus. Yeah, because the hand brought. I was like, well, the hand can bring everybody back. I'm mad. Uh, yeah. Now, now I don't care as long as it's a good story and I like the art. Yeah, and that's really what it comes down to: is it a good story? Is the story trying to tell something new? Ho- hopefully, is it trying to build the world better in in that comic book world, right? Um, Sometimes the story doesn't have to do that, but I always hope that uh, a new comic book story is trying to make comics more accessible for everybody. 
yeah, it's hard. It's I mean, very I find, hard. I find trying to get into some things that I'm not into, it's like, oh, where do I start? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I should be good at this, but it's some of the things. That, that's why I love comics. There's so much. Yeah. It's like a giant puzzle. I, I mean, I know a good bit of stuff, but I there's a ton I either forgot or just haven't read or don't know. Yeah. Um, when it comes to comics, is there any comic book in particular that, because um, I know we talked about Onslaught, but is there any comic book that you feel like changed how you see things in the world or kind of like there has a special human connection to you through um, through comics in any way? Hmm. Kind of thing. Um, obviously, there's been ones just purchased yeah. or given for special moment. I know you kind of asked that question. I should have thought about it more. I, I oh, it's okay. I flipped through the onslaught. I have the trades. I flipped through them real quick, and I was like, I, I know it enough to talk about it. Good enough. Um, trying to look around the room to to see some stuff. Um, I don't know, the, probably the most important comic right now to me probably will be for the rest of my life. Um, there's a Green Lantern trade mm-hmm. that I have. Um, it's not the essentials, the showcase. Yeah. Um, that my brother gave me, and I have his collection too because he recently passed. But he had uh, the hardback too. Because he got that one, so he gave me the softback. Yeah. Um, and I read it mm, a couple days and realized, at first I thought it was going to be cheesy, this Silver Age. It, it does have that, but there's so much world building in it. Yeah. That it was so good. And that trade, the hardback, was the last thing my brother read. Yeah. So that's probably the most important comic. And that I know you posted a lot about talking about your brother's passing and like getting the collection and kind of integrating it into yours. And that's something that I always want to focus on in the show sometimes. And but it doesn't always come up because it's not always a thing in people's lives. But there's something cathartic about comics in some ways, where when a tragedy happens, they're an easy way to help cope or kind of compartmentalize how you're feeling at the time. And I don't know if that helped you at all, how like getting your brother's collection and like seeing it all together and seeing what he would love and what he was enjoying and kind of how it compared to you and how it matched your stuff. Oh yeah, most most definitely. Um, I even have a room in the basement I set up with his stuff because he collected video games mm-hmm. and he had more trades and single issues probably. Um, so there's that in the room, all the video games system set up he had movies that integrated so it's kind of like having a part of him still yeah with me um i haven't i went through all the books i haven't started to catalog i think i've been uh hesitating yeah procrastinating finding other things to do but it, it, it is i mean there's memories there's a lot of books that we had doubles because we had similar interest yeah it's one of those things I, I I just wish I could like put my finger on it, but 
I know for myself, whenever like uh, a really bad depressive episode comes along or something just awful happened during my week or something, I will find just a close comic and just start reading it or something to just kind of breathe. It like, gives me space to like calm down and go through it all. And I think that's one of the coolest things about the medium because TV, I feel like stresses me out if I'm trying to do that while I'm feeling like that. I feel like video games also do it. Music doesn't really help, but just reading these adventures or these characters living their lives helps me refocus in. Yeah, I think one of the things is it's at your own pace. Yeah. Uh, like, I I've still have the last volume of Walking Dead to read the compendium, but I kind of yeah. gave up on the show because it moves so slow. But the book, I'm like, oh, give me more. I try to read it so fast. Yeah. So good. Um, when all the stuff from my brother was going down, I went back and revisited uh, the Max. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he read some of the issues, um, but we watched the show together. Yeah. So it was kind of connecting. I reread Bone because that was another thing in the early 2000s that I read, and it was good good memories of mm-hmm. him. Um, when it comes to your collection and stuff, is the when you're building your collection, what what is your main in like you personally? What's your main drive for your collection? Because for me. It really is just the love of the books, and I don't know what I'm ever going to do with the collection. I know I'm going to read them all, and I'm going to reread a bunch of them because I do that anyways, but like, I have no plans. I, I, like, my brain's not, oh, you're going to leave this for your kids so they have an, uh, a nice nest egg, and, but my brain is like, no, I don't want them to ever sell, <laughs> sell these books. I want them to keep them if they're going to have them or just lock them in a room and let them collect dust. Yeah, when people find out about my collection at first, like that's not a comic book person. So they're like, well, why don't you sell them? How much could you get? Well, it d- doesn't matter. Even if I'd have as most money that I can get for them, what would I want to do with the money? I'd yeah. want to buy more comics. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. What was the question? I got. <laughs> I was just like, well, what? What do you? What do you feel like is your main drive when you're collecting? Like, are you are you collecting just because you love the books so much, or is it just to share them with people? Like, what? What's the collecting for? Uh, I think it's like a giant puzzle mm. to get all the pieces. Like I'm, I'm more of a Marvel person, but I mean I love all comics. So yeah. Like DC after uh, Crisis on Infinite Earth, that's kind of my era until the New Fifty Two. That's like the stuff I want to collect more or know more. Um, I'm definitely a collector, obviously, but I, I always try to say I'm a comic reader. Yeah. Is I don't want to just hoard them. I want to actually read them. I just, it's just so much easier to buy them. You can yeah, buy them faster yeah. and you can read them. I mean, that's a problem in the comic community. Yeah, I agree. What, uh, what do you, when you buy trades, do you ever buy trades of comics you already have? Um, it's usually crossovers. Gotcha. Stuff. So, I mean, I'm, my collection is very organized, so I can pull the stuff out, but it's just, it's so much nicer to have it. Or if it's full runs of something, um, was why the last man? I have them all in trade, but I have the whole series. Yeah, I always, I always double up on trades because I, I feel like oh, I can just lend out trades, but yeah, I don't want to lend out my single issues. Yeah. Um, 
but that's always the fun thing is like trying to get people on the comics like currently i think my whole run of multiversity is with steven who did who does the logo for the show it's all with him because he's like i want like if i want to read comics i want to read something that's not within the main universe I'm like here read multiversity but i know like those are my single issues i don't have the trade so hopefully he like he gives them back <laughs> yeah i mean i'll lend the stuff up for people i trust and yeah um I try to get people into it. I mean, sometimes it works. Sometimes they're just not that into it. Yeah. It's I mean, one of those things where like, you just want, it's, a, it's such a good hobby. All right. It's an expensive hobby. So, and it's a little bit addictive. It's kind of like tattoos, but like, it's a good hobby in the sense of like, it's a good way to have a community. It's a good way to like converse and uh, join together on one common topic. And I feel like it's a bit easier or a bit more fun to do that than with like TV and such, because it's so vast. Yeah. I mean, there's so. I mean, people don't realize how many different types of books are out there, and they still yeah. make how many. Yeah. Um, you what? said about tattoos. That's the reason why I've never. I I don't. I mean, my whatever I'm reading, that's usually like my favorite thing at the time. It's yeah. Like, I don't know what I'd get. I'd just keep on getting them. Yeah, that's honestly come, becomes my issue. Is like I have like all time favorites, but when it comes to like someone's like, what's your favorite? insert blank because i think we have a new we had someone new at my job and they're like what's your favorite anime i'm like ah the last one i just watched that i really enjoyed like i don't have and it's kind of the same way with comics anybody asked me what's my favorite comic right now i'm like strange adventures because i just read the last issue Hmm. (laughs) yeah it's kind of how that burns in yeah my go-to is used like spider-man yeah i love spider-man but like if i think about it more i I like the stanley silver server yeah Hmm. um so so yeah like that's that's the thing that i love talking like with you guys online about it's just like what are we reading right now what are we digging into what what can you help me discover and find more of and like whenever you want your guys's favorite old characters or my favorite new character meet up like i think uh i think in that new uh future state stuff hit hitman's coming back and or, or vigilante's coming back and i'm like oh these are characters that like just haven't been around let's bring them back let's do something with them yeah i mean hitman i, I read that i think last year yeah i mean it's it's Garthenis, you you wouldn't think but i mean i would think you know brotherly love or caring is the thing to take away from that book about a hitman yeah um i've been reading flash so I, I mean that's one of my favorite characters and you know it's currently what i'm reading so and that's that's like the best thing right now is because i've read all those flashes so now when you post something i'm like oh i've actually read this and i can talk about it now (laughs) because the wally west flash is one of my first like characters that i read the entire run of yeah see i i fell in love with him with the jla yeah before anything else and I, i mean i read a few issues here and there strays and i read a few of the John's issues before and like the Wade, when he comes back at the end, I read it. Yeah. What is uh what's your current run that you're trying to complete? Uh, Avengers. Like just in, like, which, uh, which exactly, which run of Avengers? Uh, volume one. Volume one. So the entirety yeah. of volume, that's a, that's, a, that's some um, expensive books, aren't they? Um, we're at the expensive books. Oh, okay. I need, need one, two, four, the first vision. I, th- I think I need 11 more. 
it's like hearing Bob like saying like he only has like three Fantastic Fours or something left. I'm like, how 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 do you only have like under ten issues of Fantastic Four left to collect? I mean, well, those get pricey. I don't know if I'll ever have that complete. I think yeah. I might have to get the first forty or so in trade. Same with uh, Amazing. Yeah, I think my currently my thing is to uh, collect. I want to say it's volume two or I think it's volume three actually of Green Lantern. The um the nineties the nineties one where the house starts off and then he slowly turns the parallax and then by issue fifty it goes to Kyle. Mm-hmm. Because all the Kyle stuff is what I read in, in high school. I got those through the library, but I kind of just want to read all the way through. Yeah, Kyle's my Green Lantern too. Yeah, it's Kyle and Wally are definitely my two go tos. But I never attached myself to Connor. It's always been Ollie. When it comes to Green Arrows. Uh, you see, I like. I like Connor. I like him, but it's never been like the one I see, like I relate to the most for some reason, even though he is definitely like the person I should relate to the most. Yeah. It's, I always go to Ollie for some reason. And I think maybe it's because I read Quiver before I read anything really with Connor. Yeah. See, I, I read he was in um, JLA too. Yeah. And he was trying out or whatever. So that was, and then I read uh, Mike Rowe run. Yeah. With the longbow hunters and stuff. So. Yeah, I like like them both a lot. So I got a few really deep uh, nerd-like questions for uh, our Q&A section. And the first one I have is, if they do another DC Marvel crossover, which I know Donnie Cates really wants to do and a few other new writers really want to do, who do you want to see as the big villain of that? Because last time we had um, Game Master, and who was the other guy? Um, Yeah, with JLA and uh, Yeah, Yeah, the Um, Busick one. Who who would you want to see as the new big crossover villain? Hmm. I mean, everybody would probably say Thanos, but that just is. I mean, that's probably who it might be, or yeah. because everybody knows who it is. Um, I don't know. I'd probably like to see someone that was good, kind of turn. I, I feel like. I feel like it would be like Reed Richards, like breaking through a dimensional thing. Well, you have what the maker. Yeah. Is already the evil version. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I, I could, I really was digging the um, Ghost Rider and I like the Doctor Strange Damnation story. Mm-hmm. So maybe Metaphysbo. Okay. Yeah. I guess and uh, okay. teaming up with, uh, I know there's some same character in DC. Um, I just don't know who it what, is. Metron or whatever. Yeah, I can see them teaming up to. Yeah, I, don't, hell. I don't think he's been around since the '90s. Yeah, and the Grant Morrison stuff, right? Because I think he used them. Um, he's I think he sent the JLA to hell in one arc, or maybe it was just another miniseries. Well, no. Well, Wade created him. He used him in the Underworld Unleashed, where he. That's what I'm thinking time. of. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking yeah. of. And then Wade used him in the Flash. Yeah, I just read that not that long ago. And is there is there any like old school '90s or like '80s character that you would like to see make a comeback that just hasn't been around for forever? Star Fox. Star but Fox. He'd, ha- he'd have to be less creepy because now in his adult thinking, what he does, it's not right. Yeah, uh, especially the stuff he did with Carol was uh, a bit yeah. weird and bad. But- I, he was like one of my C-list favorite characters. It's like no one liked him. I was like, he's cool. Yeah. He can do whatever he wants. And, and do you have 
do you have a comic that's like your guilty pleasure comic they're like no you know like uh, not not onslaught we're not going to talk about onslaught, but like, you know that everybody just considers like mediocre or bad but you're like yeah no this is really good and i like going back to it um there's uh it is it's it's not good um jaguar god mm-hmm. it's from Danzig, because uh from uh, the one band um, mm-hmm. and it it has his villain comes back or whatever and he has skull fist and he's like look at me and my new skull it's so cheesy but it has liam sharp art oh, okay yeah well that's worth so, it alone yeah i mean it, it's beautiful but it's so cheesy it's I mean, you could read them in two minutes, but nothing happens in them, really. Yeah. But yeah, that that's probably one that is not well revered. <laughs> and uh, lastly, I'm I'm gonna open up to you because you listened basically almost every episode of the show. Do you have any questions you ever want to ask me? Because like I don't ever get asked questions because I'm the host, but this is something where it's like this is me and you as friends talking. So like, is there anything comic wise you ever want to ask me about? Uh, Do you ever think about, uh, or ha- well, I know you wrote uh, fan fiction, or have you mm-hmm. ever tried or wanted to self-release a book? I've done two short story collections back in like 2016 and 2017, I think. It's been a while. And those are all horror-based, but when it comes to comics, I, uh, I originally, and I'm not going to probably ever use this, so I will tell you the pitch. Uh, back when I was like trying to figure out how to write a script, um, I had an idea of a guy who's basically had to be always morally good because if he didn't, the instant he wasn't, he was sent straight to hell. And but the basic premise is that like trying to be morally good all the time will break you and break your psyche, psyche and stuff. So like having all these right and wrong decisions where there's so much gray area is so difficult to navigate towards, but I realized that concept was way too hard for me to write. <laughs> as I, like, I was gonna, I was gonna say, yeah, that sounds crazy hard. It's so much easier to come up with pitches for characters that already exist than uh, for uh, my own stuff. It feels like. Yeah, I thought. I mean, I've never thought about trying to really write superhero stuff. It's more just human drama. Yeah. I mean, when it's not like comic books, when it's not scripts, I can write short stories just fine. But when it's trying to write scripts and like, I can just, I can only visualize the capes. I can't visualize the independent stuff of that wall for some reason. Um, I always had this one pitch back when uh, Dick Grayson had his identity revealed uh, during uh, Forever, Forever Evil and Grayson and yeah. stuff. And when he came back for Rebirth, I was like, okay, Dick Grayson has his identity back. This is what the first storyline should be, but I couldn't p- pitch it because I have no credit with DC. I couldn't pitch it to them. But I'm like, the first storyline should be him trying to like reconnect with Barbara and like talking about how it's great to be back in the city. It's great to have his identity back. No one knows who he is anymore except for the people he cares about. And when he's talking to Barbara in their apartment, someone shoots him, which funny enough, Tom King does later on, but for a different reason. But someone shoots him and someone still knows who he is and that's uh, uh, James Jr. Hmm. So it would be him, it would be it would be Dick and Barbara trying to go after James Jr. and dealing with their relationship as they're dealing with him, and her and his relationship. But I'm, I'm like, it's it's a bit too far along in Dick Grayson's lifespan now to do that again. <laughs> I mean, you could always do uh, Elseworld or something. Yeah. 
But yeah, I would love to write. I would love to write comics at some point. That's the end goal one day, hopefully. I mean, I always thought about it, but I, like, I don't think, like, the X Men, they're it's probably my favorite like team or group, uh, but I, I don't, I don't think I could write it. I I rather just be looking from the outside, seeing what others are doing. Yeah, if anything, I would like just I want someone to invite me to one of those writer summits that they do for both uh, companies and just sit me down and let me listen to them pitch. Because there's so many pitches I know that don't make it past those summits. Oh, yeah. I'm so curious to see what the like just the throw it at the wall and see if it sticks kind of pitches are in there. Oh, yeah. There's tons. Because they do, well, I don't know if they still do. Do they break it up into groups still? I, I want like to say... The family of books, the super family. I don't know if DC does. I know last time when they were starting the X-Men stuff, they, Hickman was like, okay, who wants to be in on the X-Men stuff? And like they start pitching X-Men stuff specifically. Yeah, that's pretty much off on its world. It's its own. I mean... Yeah, it's very little connected unless you talk about like the chip stuff. Yeah, uh, what well, they did the um, X Men Empire. Yeah, that's probably one of my favorite stories of the year. And now they're gonna do King and Black, and that's gonna have X Men stuff involved because Sword's gonna be involved in that. Uh, I'm just getting very little of that. There's too much. And yeah, I didn't get all the Venom stuff, so. Yeah, no, I agree. Null, Null seems like a character that I, I'm okay with not remembering after a while. It's just one of those characters for me. That's kind of how I'm at right now with like Batman Who Laughs. I'm like, I'm okay if he doesn't show up again for the next six years. See, all that stuff, there's there's so much. I'm so out of that. That's another yeah. thing. Like, where do I start? Like, yep. someday I might get him at sales and figure it out, but there's so much. And they're just one-shots and stuff. Yeah, I think it's it's even confusing for people that are in, in comics. Yeah, it with really all the is volumes mad. and stuff. Like my wife, she'll help pull books for me when we go to sales or anything, and sometimes I have to write like little notes, like when it came out or if it's a newer order book. Yeah, and so I mean, I I need the notes too sometimes. I mean, there's eight volumes of Avengers, I think now. Yeah, there's there's, and like so many relaunches that at some point you just give up you're like okay i'm never gonna get all these there's no way there's no way there's just too many yeah and then there's legacy numbers and stuff it's like yeah thankfully we have that collector's app now that helps a whole lot <laughs> um I've been organizing for a long time but yeah uh well brett i just want to thank you for being on thank you for coming on just chit-chatting with me about comics talking about your favorite stuff no oh, anytime um, for the podcast, you can find us on Twitter for at Comics Matter Pod. Or sorry, yeah, no, it's Comics Matter Pod. I don't know why, why I wrote down the wrong handle on here. Uh, Facebook at Facebook.com/slash/ComicBooksMatter. You can email me at ComicBooksMatter at gmail.com. And if you have any questions for guests, stories about how comics matter to you, or you want to be a guest on the show, you can reach me at all of those. And uh, don't forget to leave us a review on your favorite podcast platforms and tell a friend if you like the show. The logo is done by my friend Steven. The theme is Join a Restaurant by David Zetsi. And remember, everybody, uh, be good to one another. <laughs>